it really is a revolution. Welcome to the third series of our show called Abaklokli. Abaklokli is a Nguni name for storytellers, and our show, Abaklokli the Storytellers, aims to share and unlock local, intercontinental, and intergenerational stories of women, illuminating women that are shaping and creating legacies, profiling African women as thought leaders and change makers. My name is Lebu Biko. I am joined by my partner, Rehema Isa, and together we're the founders of Womenomics Africa. Womenomics is a non-profit organization that exists to accelerate women's participation in what we believe are key economies, not just locally, but across the continent. In this third series, titled Mastering Change, we are so excited to be partnering with BrightRock, the first ever needs-matched life insurance that changes as your life changes. As you can tell from the name, Mastering Change is inviting our guests to share their experiences and their perspective of how they've navigated both personal and business change. Today's guest, we have another formidable guest. We are so excited to share the next couple of minutes hearing about what her story is. She also happens to be my namesake. Hello, Lebo. <laughs> Welcome to our show, Lebu Mutluani who is the co-founder of Luzugo. Thank you for making the time to be here with us. I know that you've taken busy schedule, time yes. with kids and everything just to come and be with us this afternoon. We're so excited to have you here with us. Thank you very much. I'm excited to be here. Wonderful, wonderful. I'm here with my co-host Rehema and we're just hopefully going to have a lovely conversation understanding what your journey has been in your personal life, in your business life. And of course, given the series that we've got today around change, just exploring some of the angles that you've had around change and some of your experiences. So I think our listeners are in for quite a treat. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not going to... Um, read your profile because you've got quite an extensive profile that we've received about who you are and what you've done and I'm going to give you the opportunity actually to introduce yourself to our guest because I think as part of our journeys in life, as part of the stories that we have, as part of the digital age actually, yes. uh, most of our stories sometimes get told by others about who we are uh, we have different parts of our lives and depending on the context that we're in we tell different stories, so I'm going to give you the opportunity to introduce who you are how would you like to introduce yourself to our guests today? What do you want them to know about you? What is what would you like to highlight about who you are and what you're about? Thank you so much, Libo, for that. Uh, as an introvert, that is a very difficult question. <laughs> By the way, Rehem and I are both introverts. Believe it or not. <laughs> this is a stretch. It's an absolute stretch. It is a serious stretch. Um, but, you know, I would say in short, I am a perfectly imperfect child of God. I am a descendant of the Bahatla clan, which is on my father's side, oh. and the Kaba clan, which is on my mother's side. I am a mother of one, mm. and with many more <laughs> that I foster, as well as an entrepreneur, an entrepreneur who dares to dream, an entrepreneur who doesn't give up, an entrepreneur who believes in the impossibilities. In a nutshell, that's who I am. <laughs> I love this. The entrepreneur believes in the possibility, in the impossibilities, right? Yes. They always say impossible is nothing. Yes. And I think as Rehem and I reflected our own entrepreneurial journey, we have to believe that anything is possible. Because Absolutely. if we don't, we can stop. But I also love the fact that you've introduced yourself in the context of where you come from. Mm -hmm. I think as Africans, that's very rich. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't... Uh, 
we don't grow up in a vacuum. We don't get brought Absolutely. up in a vacuum. The fact Absolutely. that the mother got next door can shout at you. Yes. <laughs> and your mother's okay yes. with it. I think this idea that you've already kind of um, defined who you are based on your background, the shoulders yes. that you stand on, right? Absolutely. What, what impact has that had on defining who you are? A huge one. Um, and I must say, you know, I said to Rehima the other day that um, this is something I've only started to appreciate and really take in because it really defines the essence of who I am. Mm. Their DNA runs in my blood, you know, it's in my DNA. Mm. And when I look back and I look at the men and the women in my family, others educated, others not educated, but they have strength in their own ways Mm. and all of them bring such depth, Mm. you know, to who I am today. So, you know, it's in acknowledging that and it's in embracing that, that it makes me a stronger person or it makes me the being that I am. And I think we, we, we walk on this, on this earth thinking we can do it in our own strength and in our own power. Mm-hmm. But when you understand that you stand on their shoulders, Indeed. I think it gives you a totally different perspective. Mm-hmm. So it, it's an important part. I think it's 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 a journey that is worth taking for for mm. anybody actually. Mm. Mm-hmm. Lebo, what I'm loving is I I grew up in Botswana, so I'm always there's always parts of my story that come out in different ways. Yes. So when I hear somebody else who can connect with some part of my history, I get excited, right? Yes. Uh, and the reason I, br- I I bring that up is because um, being a multicultural child at that point in time, the one culture that I was exposed to more than others is those of the Bakatla. <laughs> so actually, <laughs> absolutely, that's that that was um, you know people around me were of the Bakatla t- tribe. Yeah. And so my Dwana that I speak is highly Bakatla influenced, mm. right? Oh wow. Um, and so I connect with that and yes. and bringing that into conversations of who we are as adults in the place of work is mm. highly exciting. So I'm talking about one little story about where I'm from, right? Mm. Um, Lebu asked you to introduce yourself in the context of who you are. I Mm. guess I'm curious about when people hear about you, when people interface with you, what is the story that's most frequently told about you? So this, what you shared with us is the story you're choosing mm-hmm. to tell, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, out there, we find that we intersect with people at different points in our lives. If people were to speak about an intersect point with you, what is the most frequent and most common story that emerges about who you are, how you're experienced, and why is that? Well, I think on this one, I'll refer to people who are close to me, obviously as an introvert. <laughs> <laughs> But what does that mean, mm. right? Mm. Because I think that I find that the word introvert as well is used very differently, yeah. right? Mm. So in my context and in Lewis' context, we talk Energy. about how we re-energize ourselves, yes. right? Yes. Um, this need to recluse ourselves <laughs> after any element of personal of engagement. Peopling. <laughs> In fact, people know that I'll say they're like, you're peopled out. And I'm like, yeah, that means time out. But what is this introversion? How does it manifest? How does it show up for you? What does being an introvert look like, feel like? And and why is that part of the story of who you are? Mm. So I guess my introvertedness, if there's such a word. (laughs) We can make the map. (laughs) It's actually quite interesting because as a child, I was extremely quiet. Um, And Mm. my mother always tells me, this is shocking that you talk as much as you do now. (laughs) Because as a child, I was very quiet in in both primary school and high school. My mother would go for parents' meetings and they'll be like, okay, who's your child? And she'd be like, Lebo. They're like... Uh, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> and my mother said to, and they go, oh, 
that quiet one uh, who uh, sits at the, you know, at that corner, that's where she sits. Mm. Oh, no, 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 we've got no problems with her. Mm. We've got nothing to report. She's doing extremely mm. well. We're happy. You can go home. And my mother will be like, no, but I'm sure there's more to this. Um, so it's actually interesting because I think what has happened with me, I found my voice. Mm. And with time, with growing up, uh, I became more confident, more um, in tune with who I am. Yeah. And having that voice and not being concerned how it will be. I mean, okay, you still get concerned to some extent, yeah, but yeah. not being too overly obsessed about how it will be received. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what's been important for me is to remain authentic. To be mm, true indeed that when you experience me that's why i'm not so big on titles mm. i want you to experience me without the burden of having to box me in a specific title right. you mm. must just experience me as i am mm. does society actually allow that level yeah. i mean that's, i mean really <laughs> and, and as an entrepreneur, as, an entrepreneur, please, entrepreneur. Please, as we're talking about business can you just you know how does that manifest in, in yeah, this identity, this persona, um, this wanting to be an introvert, but how the world relates with you. It's rarely on the engagement without a title. The first thing you're always asked about is who are you? In fact, they ask the name of the country, of your of company. company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And when they don't understand or they don't know the name of the company, it's like, oh. <laughs> yes, it's, it's, it's a quick, oh, uh-huh. I should never ask that. <laughs> They're like, there's, where in Saturn there's, is that? There's oh, no yeah. substance there. <laughs> yeah. oh, let me just back away. Um, I, I, I guess, you know, it's, 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 so I'm in a, I've got a partner in, in mm. our business mm-hmm. and it's actually quite an interesting mix because she, she's an introvert, but she tends to be out there. Mm-hmm. I love being behind the scenes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I almost think of our relationship as, um, Dada, Madiba's relationship that he had with Walter Susulu. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's always said that that Walter was the one yeah. who was, you know, influencing and saying, no, I think we should go to this direction, etc. But Dada oh, wow. Madiba was the one in the forefront who was out there, who right? was out there. Yeah. Who, but there was this Dada uh, Walter at the back behind the scenes who, who was, okay. you know, engaging yeah. with 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 Madiba, etc., etc. So I kind of see our relationship in that way. Because I, I actually love the background. Yeah. The background gives me an opportunity to analyze. Mm. It gives me an opportunity to reflect. It gives me an opportunity to see what others who are out there don't get to see. Mm. That's interesting because the nature of your business that you're in, and you, I think you need to tell, <laughs> you need to tell us what your business. Is. Yeah, because it presumes yes. that that's not the case, yeah. right? Yes. I, I had a friend who wanted to be in the type of business that you're in, but I would say the Zona expression naratajilo. Yeah. So, <laughs> She likes things. She likes things. I don't even know if there's an English expression. Exactly. But somebody who likes being out there, yeah. who, who is very comfortable being in the middle of where things are happening. Yes, so, formal. Yeah, there is major formal. Oh, yes. But, you know, we have yes. an introvert here yeah. who's also very much of a formal don't person. <laughs> <laughs> she cannot handle not knowing what's going on. I am so cool. But in the nature of your business, tell yes. us a little bit more about your business and how you're balancing that, that that need for your introversion, but also this power dynamic of being part of a partnership, right? Yes. And, and, and mm. playing to the different mm. strengths that you are. So tell us a little bit more about that. Mm. So we are in events management mm-hmm. and we provide uh, that logistic support, creativeness for uh, corporates as well as um, public sector. Right. So... Actually, interestingly enough, the eventing space or the hospitality space actually allows you to be in the background. 
a lot. Really? Of course. Because your clients are the ones who must you shine. Who must shine. Ah. It's not you shining. It's you <laughs> making sure that, they that shine. your clients shine. Mm-hmm. So nobody ever gets to know who was actually behind the scenes. Okay. Um, and I always love because our clients say to us, oh my gosh, you guys look so calm. You're like, I'm like, honey, we are that duck. We Trending are trending like we are crazy. <laughs> Underneath all yes, this calmness, trust yeah. me, there's yeah. a lot happening. Yeah. So I think for me, the space is one that just allows you to work. You work incredibly hard in the back background mm-hmm. to allow you, you know, to make sure that your clients shine at mm-hmm. the end of the day. And it doesn't matter actually whether it's 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 your corporates or it's an individual. Mm-hmm. So if we're talking concerts, etc., we are the ones in the techies and the you know yeah, we, yeah. jeans and all. People don't spend a lot of time thinking about financial services. They simply think about the money they need to do things and the things they need to do with money. That's why we don't think of ourselves as a financial services provider. Rather, we're a money company. In fact, we're the needs-matched money company. Everything we do is, well, needs-matched including providing the world's first-ever needs-matched life insurance. Life insurance that changes as your life changes. And because we know our lives change, because we wanted to know and share everything there is to know about change, we call this school of thinking change science. It's why we created the Change Exchange, a free resource filled with tips, tools and other people's stories of navigating change in their lives. And it's why we created this podcast series. You can find many more on changeexchange.co.za or on your preferred podcast platform. Just search for Change Exchange. What I like Mm. about what you're saying is that... um, Often, you know, when Lebo and I was starting with this whole notion of what do we want our stories to tell, mm. part of what we emphasize is that we want to hear the untold stories. Mm. Yeah. And for me, you're just almost like a microcosm of a collective of women who in the work that they do, they're doing the hard work, they're doing the peddling, but they're not necessarily visible, right? Mm, correct. Um, and, and this is true about a lot of spaces that women are occupying, whether it is a well-known environment or a lesser well-known environment, is that in any type of business, there's a lot of work that's going on. And women are doing a lot of work in yes. those spaces. Yes. When we asked you to do this podcast, you were like, why me? Yes. <laughs> in fact, one of your comments is like, I'm not extraordinary. Yes. And, and I think that my comments to you was that we need to start normalizing the ordinary as extraordinary. Mm. Because I think we downplay mm. the hard work that goes on to make things look simple yes. for other people. Yes. Right? And yes. and I think that your if I was to take your experience as an analogy, um, for or rather a metaphor, what typically happens is that People who you're seeing shining in the public eye, they've created that persona. They've done a lot of work to be visible. Correct. And that comes with its own kind of basket of, of, of expectations and, and responsibilities. But it doesn't take away from those who are choosing not to be in the public yeah. eye and creating yeah. great yeah. impact True. for others who need to be the ones who are shining Very in that true. space. 
I guess this takes mm. us to, you know, the mm. next phase mm. of, of, of our engagement with you, which really is about, you know, from where you were, um, talking about being that person who was demure, not yeah. very visible, <laughs> um, to being, and I'm curious as to when in your life that actually happened, um, to being a bit more visible. Um, I had a chat with yeah. Lebo on, on Sunday and she was one of those, I'm going church twice on a Sunday. <laughs> I was like, okay, second time round, pray for me, please. <laughs> that second time, put some of us in those prayers. Uh, yes. Um, but what I would like to know is, I know Lebu as 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 her daughter's mom. You yeah. know, as if you've got parents and you go to the same school, yeah. your kids go to the same school. I didn't even have a surname, so I had to ask my daughter. Oh, What's Lebu's surname? Because we know her by so and so. It's his mom. mom. And usually it's the first true. child. You've got one. Yes, I've got one. one. Usually it's so and so. I'm, yes. still, I'm the first born mom. Yes. Oh, Much to the annoyance of my other children. But yes. And the yeah. first one takes dominance, yes, right? Because my mother is also called, as an African, my yes. mother is also called by my eldest, my eldest son, yeah. so and so's yes. mom, right? Yes. yes. Um, and, but coming into these spaces, we also acknowledge that we occupy multiple spaces mm. as women, mm. right? If we mm. go back to the question of, how do you introduce yourself? It's typically contextual. Yeah. Mm. Um, in occupying all these different spaces and having to be the woman that you are now, when we had a conversation just before coming in um, about here, right? Yes. What are the different journeys you've had to walk? Or rather, what's the most significant journey and journey of change mm. and metamorphosis that defined you? Um, what what happened in that process and how did it bring you to who you are today and what did you learn from that? It's mm-hmm. a loaded question. Mm-hmm. Very. Uh-huh. <laughs> Very. Um, I think for me, it's actually two. It's not even one. Mm-hmm. And suffice to say that I think it's continuing. So the first one, you know, when I started, I obviously did not start in the creative space. I started in, in IT. And when I started in IT, there were very few black people, mm-hmm. let alone women. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I always found myself in spaces that were just filled with men. Mm. And it got to a point, it was quite interesting, actually. So it got to a point where I was the head of department for uh, for IT, IT Now company. And every time a supplier would call and request for a meeting, a potential supplier, should I say, call and request for a meeting, they'd get there. And usually my subordinates were... Men. The men and I would take maybe one of them in depending on the product that we had to review and immediately they defer to them they would just ah. go straight to them and ignore <laughs> that I'm in the yeah. room yeah. so, so annoying it, it, Still. It, it, right <laughs> and, and, and I think that is one of the things that pushed me to come out of the shell and mm. start having a voice yeah. um, absolutely because not only then, you know, also in leading, especially leading men, mm-hmm. right? You get the ones that are great and you get the ones that need leading. Yeah. <laughs> need to be led a little yes, bit. Yes, they need to be led. <laughs> so that role for me, I think, helped me to, to come out of my shell and to start finding my own mm-hmm. voice and mm-hmm. start taking some level of, I don't want to say control, but... You know, yeah, yeah. Put my foot down to say this is this is my this is my domain. This is my territory, and this is how this boat is going to go, or this is the direction we're going to take. And I'm setting the tone as the leader here. So that that is the one. The second one, phew, that one <laughs> tested 
all aspects of who I am, or at least who I thought I was at the time, mm-hmm. because um, I had just started my, I just left a formal employment, just started my company, and I'm one of those that was fortunate enough that when I left formal employment and went straight into business, I didn't have to struggle to get business. I got business. Did you go into the same field? I'm you about to in the field. same Switch field. Comp- no, 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 oh. in the same field. Okay, so I was okay. consulting. Sounded like a fairy tale. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, 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 I really did not struggle. You know, mm. I landed quite nice projects. In IT still? In, in yes. IT. Okay. Um, and really, it was great. I was making more money than what I was earning. And Perfect. I was like, wow, why Great did choice. I take so this long? Is easy. <laughs> this is awesome, right? Entrepreneurship. Indeed. I mean, I mean, I loved every month where I had to be submitting like all these invoices. I'm like, girl, I get paid every day. Hello. <laughs> it was absolutely yeah. awesome. Yeah. Then life hits. Yeah. The reality started smacking me silly. But I'm thankful for it. Yeah. Um, uh-uh. Don't just gloss over. What does, <laughs> what does what life hitting mean? So, <laughs> this beautiful contract I had suddenly came to an end. For no reason? For no reason. It was like, um, no, we actually thought we will need your services. But you know what? We've decided that no, no, no. We are reviewing. We are no longer going to the following phase. Because obviously the project had different phases. Yeah. And they've decided, no, no, no. We're actually not going to move on to the next phase. So... Um, thank you very much for all your hard work. Wow, it was awesome working with you. But that's where it ends. Just like that. Just know? like that. And I thought, okay. And I suppose the cockiness in me still thought, okay, it's, it's okay. We can uh, get find another. I'll find another one, right? It, I mean, mm. it has been good so far. Yeah. So I'm sure there'll be something else that's going to come by. And month one went and, you know, not bothered because I had the finances, yeah. right? Saved up. So I'm, I'm pretty good. Month one went, two went, three went, and I was like, okay, what is going on? Mm-hmm. Four, five went, and now all the savings Depleted, have dwindled. Yeah. And found myself zero money in the bank account. Cell phone contract. Bye-bye. <sighs> getting calls, uh, getting emails from the bank because they can't get hold of me now. My <laughs> 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 the contract is closed <laughs> Right oh yeah. goodness. Contract is gone But I thank God Because even the contract was Was nearing its end So when that went by I was like okay it's, I, was, I was done anyway My yeah. 24 months was gone So it's okay You know I'll figure it out But everything just dried up Yeah Here I am I'm a single mother I've got a child in private school I've got a living helper um, living in helper yeah. <laughs> and no money. I have a bond to pay. I've got a car to pay. No money. The shame of that meant I can't go home. Yeah. I can't tell anyone about this because this is failure with a capital F. In your eyes. In right. my eyes. Right. Well, yeah. the people yeah. calling her from the bank also. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, now what? And understand that money for me was a source of comfort, a source of worth, a source of joy, you know, gone. What now? Mm. What do I do? Mm. 
I, I kid you not, that period I still say today was the most, was the best period of my life actually. In the middle of and it, then, were you thinking it's the best thing or is this a reflection the after? Moment, in hindsight, yeah. The moment I accepted oh, okay, okay. and stopped fighting it, the How moment long did that take? I made mm. peace with the fact that, honey, you here. Mm. Don't matter how much you may kick and scream, mm. you are here now. Mm. So you better make peace and accept and open yourself up to learn what this moment is about. Mamela. <laughs> how does that happen? I have been successful in business. Yeah. I have failed in business. Yes. And I think that my second failure perhaps spread the most amazing lessons because the first one you kind of you still got that cockiness, right? Yeah. Um that that realization that this is where you are is not easy, doesn't come overnight. No. And it comes with a lot of humility. Mm, yeah. How did that happen for you? How did you manifest? How did you recognize where you were? Was it it was it the the debit orders not going through? Was it the bank calling? I, that's why I want to ask. Like, what, what was, was the it? moment? What was and the was moment? it a moment? And was it a moment? Yeah. Or was it a you yeah. yeah. reckoning or every a month? Series of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> we are known as yeah. entrepreneurs to think something's going to change. That, we live it's on eternal hope of optimism. That's what keeps you going. <laughs> the, the moment yeah. I. Um, Accepted. This is where I am. I actually knew it's not going to end now. What does acceptance look like? Mm. Acceptance is surrender. Mm. Acceptance is I am here. I'm here. Did you start? And it doesn't matter whether I run to the highest mountain and start screaming. This moment is here, and it's here for a reason. And I think what also helped me was my spiritual journey mm. at the time. Mm. I, I don't want to take nothing away from that. It it played such a huge role in terms of carrying me through that period. I think without that, I'm not sure what would have actually happened because that allowed me to stop. Mm. This is a girl who never wants to stop. I'm a busy bee. I, I yep. need to be busy with yeah, something yeah. because in my head, if I'm not working, I'm not moving forward. I'm not doing. Yeah, yeah. M- moving forward is a big thing for me. But I had to stop, be in the moment, accept this is where I am now. Was I at a point where I was like, I'm okay and I'm at peace with the failure? Mm-hmm. Not, not necessarily. Not at that time. That came right at the end. But the beauty of acceptance is it opened up so many things. So Mm. the peace came in. That was the first thing that came Mm. in. Mm. It's the peace. Mm. Because I stopped tormenting myself. I stopped beating myself. I stopped overthinking about maybe I should have done it this way. Maybe if I did that, maybe this, maybe that. And what if and da, 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 da. And the moment I accepted the peace came in mm-hmm. and that's why it was the most beautiful period of my life and one that is defining because that period taught me the words that came back when I was going through that period was from a doctor I, I, once, I can't even remember his name but he said to me my dear you're saying you're going into business it is a game of feast and famine mm. so I knew that it's going to take a while but it's not permanent so you've got a choice Lebo. either you can accept open yourself up to what this moment is about 
And then you come out at the end because you're not going to die, baby girl. Mm. You're going to be fine. Mm. So your choice, either you really have a horrible time or make peace and probably learn what you need to learn. Mm. And I think for me, when, when, when that hit me, I immediately went straight into peace. And that period for me was tough, tough, but such a beautiful blessing. And it's one thing that even now, when I hit the rough patches in my current business, that is my testimony that I remember. That I've been through it. Eh? That guys, we're going to be fine. Yeah. Mm. We're not going to die. Yeah. Because I think that's what happens. The moment you hit a tough point, you the just, world is coming to you. It can't be like that. It's <laughs> yeah. the end. I'm dying. So, so what were the lessons then? I mean, you, you talk about you made peace and then you kind of reconciled with yourself that, okay, we're going to be okay. Yeah. But practically speaking, what did that mean? So how did you move from the, okay, I'm here now, Zen moment, whatever was going on, right? Okay, I can't change, you know, this whole serenity prayer yeah. of, you know, what you can't change, just accept. Saved, but then yeah. something needed to shift, right? Yes. Something needed to get you into, you know, somebody, I went to a talk once and they're talking about the fact that if we, in a spiritual sense, that mm. faith, faith is 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 needs to be accompanied by action. Correct. <laughs> you can't just I believe it's going to be better Correct. and then do nothing. Correct. Right? Yeah. So what then practically for you shifted you from okay I'm in this moment I'm at the bottom of the barrel whatever yeah. you how did you then get out and what are the what are the tools what are the, what 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 are, what what arsenal did you have that you used that got you from mm. then to I mean to mm. here right mm. yeah. I think first things first was literally take each day as it comes mm. that was number one. Mm. Don't be here, but already thinking end of the month. Because if I'm here and I'm already thinking end of the month, I'm going to be so scared of what... I, I mean, I've got no plan for end of the month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there's, there's a period where there is no plan. No plan. But yeah, I've got no plan for end of the month. So, so what? But I also knew, instinctively so, that it was not a period for me to do anything. Mm. And, and you're I, okay with that? And I was okay with it. With a yeah. child. Yeah. With a child. And the bank. Yes. <laughs> and and then and they're not telling anybody <laughs> that knows me that this is what I'm going through. You were still not telling anybody. No, nobody knew. In fact, nobody knew. I think my parents don't even know. So if they listen to this podcast, <laughs> they it's, will find out. That's fascinating. Well, yeah. I mean, as an African child, one of the things you grew up with mm. is the Piritagonglum. Yeah. Like yeah. the stories or yeah. the secrets of the house mustn't yeah. be shared outside. Yeah. I've got a different context of what that means today. But you're saying that you went through this internally. Correct. Mm. Alone. Correct. Mm. Wow. Because I was raised to be an independent child. Mm. Also remember, um, at the time, you know, wh one thing about me, I've always been, if they go right, I go left. Yeah. Okay. As much as I was not talking, but it was interesting <laughs> that they would go right and I would go left in everything. So I rebelled, rebelled, rebelled. And for me, I just needed somebody to tell me, you can't do something. And okay. I'd be like, I'll yeah, show you. I'll show you. I'll show you. <laughs> That's your match. Yeah. Be done, right? Yeah. And that was my, that was me. That was my childhood. Mm. And I mean, I was the first one. I left home when I was 19 and I'm mm. not talking leaving home to go to school i mean move out into Everything. my own apartment wow. paying for it wow on my own wow so i've always had that sense of independence okay so now here i am 
I, I go home and I say what? Yeah. And, Pr- and pride as well. That, right? pride, pride as well yeah. was not allowing. Le- yeah. Let me be honest. Pride as well wasn't allowing because, as I said, there's a sense of shame, right? Yeah. But I think for me, as I said, it became more about there is a lesson. You can't just be going through this for nothing. And what was yeah. the lesson? The first lesson was to, you know, not see money as a definition of my worth. Mm. That it will, it must now define whether I'm content or not content. Whether it must define whether I'm happy or not happy. Money became was a security for me. Mm. That totally shifted. Mm. Because whether I've got money or I don't have money, if I'm on a mission and I've got something that I need to achieve, it must be done. Yeah. Whether there's money or there's no money. Yeah. Um, and I love that because, as I said, it, it became the lesson that I carried through, mm. even in my current uh, uh, um, company. So mm. that's why when the likes of COVID hit, it was scarier. But I was like, no, guys, we'll, we'll get through yeah. this. Because... I had learned my lesson. I've, I've seen this before. I've seen this before, guys. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I've seen this before. Yeah. Um, but again, God just came through for me in ways that I, I can't even explain mm. to you guys. Um, there would be just someone random who'd call me, someone who doesn't know my situation, and be like, you know, I don't know, I feel like doing X, Y, and Z for you. I'd be like, oh, okay, you know. Or someone just random acts of kindness mm. that I can't even explain. Mm. But in that period, my child continued to go to school. Um, in that period, thank God, my house was not taken. Mm-hmm. It was almost taken, mm-hmm. not once, not twice. Um, my car. I like how she says it so lightly. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's important. I mean, there's something that's coming through about your resilience. But yeah, please go on. But also what you value. For me, it's like. It's like reframing value, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what's important. Mm. Yeah. Um, and it was a beautiful time because I also got to bond with my child. Mm. You know, I don't know how many times I've watched uh, Princess and the Frog. <laughs> you know, <laughs> why was we, that? We, why we, was we, that? We, so we didn't have DSTV. And so you're watching what? The DVD? We're watching the DVD. <laughs> So every time I fetch my child from school, would come home, you know, she'd she'd, uh, eat whatever's there. And that's the other thing. There was never a day where we did not have food. Mm. It was not necessarily the food I wanted to eat Mm. or, you know, craved for, but there was food. Mm. And it made me appreciate the little things in life. Wow. Mm. That, quite frankly, whether I've eaten sushi or I've eaten burrito with water, Great, that is. I've eaten. Yeah. My stomach actually doesn't care. He's happy that it finally got something in, That's its, what in matters. its belly. Value. What My stomach value. doesn't actually care. <laughs> it doesn't. We're the ones who put in the value systems. Yes. What's, value. What matters, what's important. Absolutely. Sushi. Mm. Absolutely. Wow. And mm. when I'm walking down the road, nobody knows what my situation is. Mm. They just see another woman. Indeed. So it, it totally shifted things for me and it made me start questioning, okay, are you doing this business thing for money mm. or is there more to it? Mm. Because those who knew what I was going through kept on saying, but 
you can go get a job, you know, mm. you can find a job. That's yeah. always the quick response anyway to <laughs> when you're struggling CV. as an entrepreneur. Raise your like, CV. Yeah, your like, CV. Why don't you get a job? Like, mm. you know, you, you, you've educated. I'm sure you can get something, mm. right? And I'd be like, no, because that's not my journey. Mm. That's not my journey. And I know this for sure. Mm. I may not know what is ahead of me, mm. but I know I'm in the right place. Indeed. We, we are, are a generation, generation of South, South Africans. Africans. We have faced challenges and been given opportunities that our parents were not. We, we have seized, seized the future. future with both hands and we will be the change we want to see in, in our, our nation. nation. Our guests are orchestra conductors, mountaineers, investors and activists, pilots, winemakers and more. To listen, simply search for Change in One Generation wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by The Change Exchange. Helping you to better navigate life's changes. And and now, the business that you're in now, what business is that and what changes are you seeing in that industry? And, and you know... So, um, COVID has been a blessing and, um, okay, I choose to see the positive, positive in this. <laughs> we, we love it. Let me just declare that. Yeah, let me just declare that. I mean, uh, you know, COVID was hard. It was hard, but there are lessons. There are blessings. I think the biggest lesson for me, actually, from COVID is how connected we actually all mm. are. We may pretend we're not. We may, you know, I think the world's, just tells us all the time about individuality and da-da-da and da-da-da. You need to be this, you need to be that. Mm. We are constantly competing with one another. Mm-hmm. We are, you know, but in actual fact, at the core of it all, we are all connected. Mm. And I think if we carried that, even in business, even in politics, mm. something will shift. Will shift. Mm. Something will shift. So for us... We, I mean, we, we were really grateful because we were able to keep our doors open. There are many of our counterparts mm. that shut down. Mm. And this morning, actually, we're talking about it. So events, the events industry is linked to the hospitality mm. industry. Mm. And, we are, you know, I was talking to another colleague about what's happening with the airlines and what's happening even with, with hotels. Mm. Uh, the demand is so high. And there's very little supply, mm-hmm. and with that, sometimes it can it can manifest a don't care attitude, mm-hmm. right? Because there's an overflow, there's an abundance. Yeah. yeah. Um, so a lot of businesses shut down. It changed the playing field a bit. Mm-hmm. The hospitality industry is not known as one where there's a lot of collaboration, mm-hmm. but I think we're forced over mm-hmm. the COVID period to collaborate mm-hmm. and to work together Mm. so that has been a blessing the hospitality industry is not an industry that has always known especially in 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 africa or south africa let me say as an industry that is technologically savvy Mm. Mm -hmm. purely because it's a service industry Mm. and if you're talking service you're talking people people Mm. right but COVID forced us to rethink around technology and for me actually there's a lot of opportunity Mm. there because the technology that you currently find doesn't quite 
speak to what we do or it's not a proper fit and well aligned mm-hmm. but i think it's also understanding and i you know i see it um a lot and i'm not sure if that's the way we should go where you're seeing a lot of um robots being yeah. at reception welcoming yes, yes. i'm not sure that's the direction we should go in my view um the the the, the hospitality industry needs to be using technology for efficiency mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Efficiency of how we do yeah. business, yeah. not necessarily as it it should take away or or or, or, or you know replicate something. I, I I don't know. So I think we we I That's don't know. There's a misfit that I'm seeing personally mm-hmm. as a person again coming from a tech Industry, background yeah, yeah. as well as the the creative space. So I think there's a misfit somewhat. Um, but you are you are seeing, I think, the hospitality industry embracing technology a bit more than it did, mm. which is great. Mm. Um, we still have a lot to learn in terms of how then do we use it, as I said, from from an efficiency perspective, or how do we in, use it to enhance the experience? Because that's what I mean. That's what our industry is about: mm. experience, yeah. right? We are there to make sure you have the experience because that's what Indeed. you're paying for. So it's those shifts that you are seeing and I am really hoping that with the shift and the demand being so high and the supply being so short that we're going to actually see more people going and taking the leap of faith because, you know, you talk about transformation in the hospitality industry. It's non-existent. People of color are still really at the end Mm. At the at the bottom of the of the, of the of entire the chain mm. of the entire chain in 2022 in 2022 and you find here and there some women that have you know taken the leap of faith opened up um, hotels boutique hotels mm. right um, which is which is totally amazing but we still need a whole lot more we still need a whole mm. lot more um in the in the industry so i'm hoping that now that the 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 play field has leveled somewhat there's there's a gap that has been created that will see a lot more people actually just you know taking that leap and and closing and closing the gap in the industry and i'm hoping it's more and more people of color particularly women and more women <laughs> yes absolutely mm-hmm. Or is it that Japanese saying where there is chaos, there's also opportunity. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And as chaos came in, that was an opportunity for us to actually shift the playing field, being yeah. cognizant of what needs to happen. Um, level. Um, you know, we know that. We, if you give us <laughs> an opportunity, we can go on and on and on and on. Yeah. But I think that, you know, we, we partnered with Bright Rock on this series, this mm-hmm. Mastering Change series. And it really is for us an opportunity to capture the real life stories of an intergenerational perspective of African women um, and, you know, multifaceted context of that woman and the journey that you shared with us, you know, coming from a family with, you said, I think in your pre-interview, intellectuals and entrepreneurs, um, navigating, starting up a business, you know, you're representative of the independent woman that we see these days who fixes her own problems is not necessarily what I, what I took from that is that you're not necessarily waiting for the world to solve and not every problem needs an intervention from others. Owning the fact that life is sometimes uncomfortable. Life is sometimes challenging. It's not that others are going to come and save you. Right. I think there's a saying that's out there that, you know, my, my, my sisters would 
always say that my dad would say, nobody's here to save you. No. Yeah. And that comes through <laughs> yeah. very strongly in yeah. your journey where yeah. we are yeah. being um, often these words of look out, go, go get help, go seek help. But sometimes the help is you. Absolutely. Mm. Sometimes the journey for um, enlightenment is a self-awakening, and that's Absolutely. so personal. Absolutely. And, and people will meet you where, where you I are. I think people work with people that are moving. Yeah. <laughs> we always yeah. say with Emma that you know what? Yeah. Sometimes if you wait, if you're waiting for people to come to the station before the bus takes off, yes, yeah. they're all waiting to see what you're going oh, to do. <laughs> when you've moved to the next station, someone will say, "Okay, I'll climb onto this bus." True, right. True. And I think true. people want to work with uh, want to work with people true. that have a sense of agency true. Yeah. around the environments that they say they're solving but around the things for themselves as well so I think this conversation has certainly kind of highlighted that for both of us right yeah. around mm. the importance of that yeah, yeah. the importance Absolutely. of keeping going of not waiting no. of knowing what it is that you want um, yes. you know your spirituality mm. being your grounding and, and I think that we all think that spirituality means something different for mm. all of us yeah. but mm. using that as your anchor point right mm. um, and, and I think importantly is to graduate from the lessons that you've learned mm. your emphasis <laughs> <laughs> this is teaching me something yeah. meant that for you you're acknowledging that until I'm graduating from here I'm going to, I'm stay. Going to stay here yes. um, so yeah. that that emphasis this is teaching me something a learning and, 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 a, and a mind waiting for the knowledge to appear but also mm. embracing the lessons the moment of the lessons I'm listening to this and I'm thinking of my daughters who we're giving guidance to right now mm. and the importance of sitting through mm. the pain mm. the challenges owning it that as your big. personal journey yes. um, which we sometimes don't get the time to pause around yes. right yes. Um, it's about owning that journey and saying it will be uncomfortable it can be messy yes. it can be unpopular yes. you may feel ashamed because yes. of what you've ascribed your personal journey to look like but sitting here and looking at you now it's, it's not also the saying it's worth it and it's not uh, the end absolutely not the end. absolutely absolutely because yeah. you know when all is said and done all you have is you yeah. and your head and your prayer that's it you know you can whether you're sitting in an office in the township whether you're sitting in an office in Santon, on the highest level floor, all you have is you. That's all you have. Mm. So invest in yourself. Mm. Invest in you. You know, interestingly, today I was attending um, a talk and they were talking about how as human beings, we actually, it's, you know, in the shape of a carrot, how, what we do. Mm -hmm. Because our, our, what you see on top, and if you, think of a carrot you know yeah. normally you see the greenery mm, on top mm, and the mm. and the carrot is actually in the mm, soil and mm. they're saying those are your beliefs mm. and what you believe you will manifest mm. it, it's it's not a zen thing it's mm. not a new age Wishy thing it's, it's, it's the truth <laughs> yeah. it's the truth mm. that what you believe in you know i i met a gentleman who once said to me i don't care what you believe in if but you have to believe in something even if it's your grandmother's old mm. shoe <laughs> Something, something. because be. that is what will sustain you that is what will manifest into whatever fruit mm. if the core is not believing grounded mm. drawing and from somewhere mm. really yeah. <laughs> i think it doesn't it, it, it doesn't matter what you do that part i, I think as an entrepreneur it's very important you you must believe in something there must be something that anchors you because at times in my case like in my case it will all be wiped away 
Then what? Then what stays? Then what stays? Then what stays? What do you do then? Do you then go and say, oh, this is, you know, go back to... <laughs> first principles. <laughs> but for me, I think first principles is purpose. Yes. And that's what you're talking about, right? yes. the importance of purpose and yes. grounding you. And I think having listened to you now over the last couple of minutes, what has actually shaped your journey has been that, yes. you know, mm-hmm. a very strong sense of identity yes. of who you are, of where you came from, of where you're going yeah. and what you're trying to shift, I think, um, and how that has actually helped you navigate different spaces, I think are wonderful pearls of wisdom that mm. our listeners will be able to glean on and listen to and hear. And I think hopefully even translate practically into their to their own lives. So mm-hmm. thank you for the time. Thank you, <laughs> thank <laughs> thank you, you so much. most importantly for the insights and for the gems and for the vulnerability of sharing stories. I think part of the reason we have these kind of stories is also just to have authentic conversations around people's journeys mm-hmm. uh, and what they go through. And I think we are most honored that you've, you've allowed yourself to tell us some of the uncomfortable parts mm-hmm. of your journey because as we said sometimes the story that's out there is not necessarily the story that is it's inside <laughs> you Absolutely. know and so thank you for giving us insight mm-hmm. into that um and i think this will be definitely <laughs> one of the top ones in terms of what our <laughs> listeners can because it really has been a very authentic yeah. open real okay. conversation not, not just about you and your professional journey but also your personal journey so i think on behalf of rehema and i womanomics and bright rock we'd like to thank you very much for this time Thank you very much. It was awesome. <laughs> it was absolutely beautiful. And wishing you all the best. Thank Love you. and light. Love and life. Safe travels. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> this was brought to you by Abba Kulki, the Storytellers, a Womanomics Africa podcast brought to you by Bright Rock, the first ever needs-matched life insurance that changes as your life changes. Visit www.changeexchange.co.za to learn more about the science of change and how you can navigate change in your life. If you're enjoying these groundbreaking conversations, be sure not to miss any of our upcoming episodes like this one. So the media frenzy meant that I was attracting too much attention and the risk was just too high for me to remain in the president's detail. Wow. Yeah, so I was then um, transferred to a regional office and then after a few months resigned. Yeah, so that's how I got involved in the internet. I went to buy a computer, did some courses, and then because of my security background, I was lucky enough to get into this new digital internet space where I could apply my security skills in the cyber world. Our jaws are on the floor. (laughs) 